Ever since COVID-19 arrived and the world went into lockdown, makers, artists and creatives have been trying to navigate how to be creative during this time, if they even can be. So this week, I thought I'd drop a line over Zoom to four different people to see how they've been getting on. I'm Liam Garrity. It's time to meet your maker. Meet your maker. Hey, Emily. Hello. <laughs> Emily S. Cooper is a poet from Donegal. So how have you been getting on during all of this? Um, I think it's been really up and down. At the start, it's sort of, I think I went into, you know, you, you sort of like panic and your brain freezes. So for yeah. ages, I couldn't really do much work at all. I couldn't even really read. So that sort of uh, put the brakes on things. But then it seemed like there were quite a lot of things coming up, like, Quite soon, people really wanted lots of videos of poems. And then sort of like people started working out how to check, put things online and do all these different things. So I think, yeah, I, I started being really busy. <laughs> it's sort of like, it's just, it's all like little bits as well. It's kind of a funny kind of busy where you sort of, you've got like a list, <laughs> constant big list. I think at the start of this, I was seeing a lot of people kind of going, you don't need to write a book, you know, just like if you don't feel creative, you don't have to do anything. And I thought that was interesting because for me, I am very easily distracted by the outside world. So I would and I work from home anyway. So I used to kind of to avoid doing what I was supposed to be doing, I might go, oh, you know what? I'm going to go to the cinema. So I actually, I, I found it the opposite. Just me, just personally, I just found it the opposite where I, I felt like, oh, actually, I can do a lot more work now. But I, I'm just wondering how, how, how did you feel? I am very easily distracted as well. Um, and I think that that's meant, and kind of like, it didn't feel like my life in particular changed that much because I do live quite rarely. So the like we go to the cinema every once in a while, but there's not many distractions. It's not like there's like events to be going to or like we go to the pub for a pint, but that's about it. So it sort of wasn't that different in, in that level, but I sort of I find my attention span got even shorter. I think that's to do with stress. So I was just doing lots of like little things all the time. I think it, like, it was really interesting the way that people sort of you people were saying that you don't have to create a book but there was there was sort of like a feeling of pressure that we should be always like using this time to respond and I think that's that's quite a difficult thing to deal with as a as a creative person because it's like you sort of feel like a responsibility and if you're not able to do it because you're stressed out or because and like something I've said about a lot is I don't have any children but like so many people like they have had their creative time completely taken away from them because they've got children at home and or they've got like they they haven't got the same support networks that they did before. And I've been really like grateful in some ways about not having children at this time. Yeah. It's it's mad to think the way that different people's experiences of making stuff is completely dominated by their domestic situations. 
Am I right in saying, Emily, that you were on the path to being a dentist at one stage? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, um, I've had, I was like at dinner with people recently and I was like, people I'd only met fairly like, recently and um, every so often I'm like my anecdotes and it's like when I was training to be a dentist and I was like what and it's like when I was a chef and it's like I sort of tried out a lot of different things before I got to where I am today <laughs> it was probably the weirdest one <laughs> Emily w- would you have a poem that maybe you could possibly read yeah I can do one I'll just get it up I like this one because it's like a summary one, but it's also kind of depressing. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it sounds um, great. Um, this one was, it was published in Banshee a couple of years ago, which was like my, one of my first like exciting publications. Okay. I get my poetry voice on. first casualty of the summer. Can a dropped ice cream be a joyful sight? A slight of thought akin to roadkill. A dead badger is still a badger that was once alive. Can a spark of juvenile pride, the curl tightly looped to touch the forehead of the whipped pile, be saved from extinction? Once it lies, semi-freddo on the pavement, losing shape and form and purpose, a small death or not one at all. Thanks again. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye. Hi, Charlotte. The next person I chatted to was Charlotte Christensen, a Dublin-based illustrator, designer, and book author. Charlotte saw work drop off almost immediately when COVID arrived in Ireland. I remember getting like an email from a client being like, hey, I have this project. And then the next day, they just, the name just came back after that. <laughs> and it was just, it was kind of like that constant sort of sense of like, you just didn't feel very secure that you were going to get a project at the time. I think it's kind of quiet down a bit. Like I, I think that a lot of things are sort of slowly going back to normal. I am seeing some work coming in now, but I would still say that for me, I, I count myself lucky because I've got a recurring client that I've been working with for three years. And if it wasn't for that client, I definitely would be struggling a lot more. So I've just constantly gotten work from them and they haven't really stopped doing the, the whole lockdown. So that's been really good. But so I'd say I, I can't myself lucky, but I have friends who, yeah, they've had loads of like projects cancelled on them and it's been very tough. Like you have a graphic novel coming out this month? Yeah, so <laughs> it originally was supposed to come out last month. And then with everything that happened, the distributors obviously stopped taking books. So we had to push the, the release date. I mean, it's still being sold through the publisher website and you will get the book. Like, I suppose it's going to be shipped next month because the printers also got delayed. <laughs> but the actual physical book, like in stores, uh, that's first going to happen like August, September. Wow. So that's, yeah, that's, it's been really pushed back and that's been, that's been sad and kind of, it's been something that I've worked like a whole year on and I was so excited about it. I was excited about finally like, you know, celebrating it and then it feels like it's still not real. 
<laughs> you're just waiting. <laughs> I guess you don't get to have the kind of the maybe the launch or the you know stuff like that that you'd like to have after working on it for so long. Yeah, the launch will still happen, but it'll just be like in August. So it's kind of funny because your excitement has sort of fizzled out because you're just like, oh, I stopped working on it so long ago. And <laughs> <laughs> then you have to kind of get into this whole mindset of, oh yeah my book just came out <laughs> so that's yeah you're kind of losing that momentum a bit <laughs> and it's so it's called uh, like what we don't talk about is that right yeah yeah that's correct yeah so what's it about well so it's about uh goodness it's been a while since i've told someone what it's about <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's about a couple who've been together for, for two years, an interracial couple, and Fly, who's the, the black girl in the relationship, is meeting her boyfriend's family for the first time. And it's it's obviously a bit strange that it's taken two years, um, but he's been kind of evasive about why that's the case, been making a lot of excuses about it. So they eventually go on this trip, and it turns out that his parents are not the most um, welcoming and tolerant people that she, she would hope they were, like himself, you know, like Adam himself. So a lot of events sort of take place that makes her feel very ostracized. And when she tries to confront Adam about it, he's very evasive and kind of avoids talking about it. So that's kind of where the, the title comes in, of the sort of uncomfortable things we don't want to discuss because it it's um it, it's, it makes us look at ourselves and our own problems and our family's problems and how we're probably avoiding those uh, important conversations. So that's really, yeah, that's kind of what the story is about, really. I just wanted to um, focus on on the, the sort of problems that happen within the relationship. It's not always like the bad guy outside. and They're like the ones who are, who are you know, separating the relationship. Sometimes it's the people within the relationship that are not honest with each other. Is this your first graphic novel? Uh, it is, yeah. I've done like shorter kind of like stories, like, you know, five pages. And I did a webcomic when I was like 19. Uh, never finished it. So it's my <laughs> first proper like book that I've finished uh, from start to finish. Um, it's been really... Um, crazy uh, i didn't realize i was gonna make it <laughs> <laughs> but you got there in the end yeah i did it was hard work it was doing everything yourself the script the, the drawings the like all the coloring the the typeface like it was a lot of work this is usually like a team of like what three four people um usually so it's it's a it's a lot of work <laughs> Yeah, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Hello. Mick Minogue is an artist originally from Kilkenny. Yeah, so w- w- where are you at the minute? Um, like specifically the, the room I'm in or like in Helsinki? <laughs> Uh, I'm in um, I'm in my sitting room in my house in Helsinki. I'm a, I'm about a twenty minute car ride outside the city centre. And so, how are things like in Finland at the minute? Uh, as in like COVID? Yes, things are good. Like the Finnish typically handle it pretty well. As would, it would be weird if they didn't. Usually, anyway, the the Finns are very um, <laughs> like you know if you're standing at a bus stop. They're kind of like the, the two meters apart anyway when they're waiting in line. They're never always up on top of each other. So I think when it came to the social distancing, they, they handled it all pretty well. Um, but everything's, everything seems a lot calmer here than everywhere else in the world. Really? Yeah. yeah like, um, like there's not, there doesn't seem as much panic. And yeah, it's, it's, it's quite chill. Like we, 
apart from the kind of social distancing and then not seeing family and that, there wasn't too much of a difference. Um, but maybe that was just my little bubble I, that I've been in. I don't know. <laughs> how has all of this affected uh, what you do? Uh, it hasn't. If anything, it's um, it's uh, it's given me an increase or something. It's like it didn't affect my workflow at all because normally on an, any given day I'm in a studio space or a workspace and working to myself and not with a team or not with anyone that I have to bounce off, you know. Yeah. So in in that regard, it didn't at all. But strange things happened leading up to. The whole COVID thing kicking kicking off, like I the week it was kicking off, I was in Ireland and then I had I was leaving and I remember watching the kind of Leo Bradker on TV kind of saying, oh well we're we're closing the country pretty much and I was just literally about to get on a plane and I was like, oh I'd better go now because I'm not going to get out if I don't go now and then once I got over and I was in Finland. And we were kind of myself and Salah were trying to figure out, okay, well, what's going to happen? And we're going to be locked down and yada yada. And I'm like, yeah. And then I was thinking of, of work with me, and I was like, yeah, well, I think my work will probably go the same and just slow down. And I was like, oh, I don't know though. I think like I'm going to hit a slump, and well, we got to figure all that one out. But then, weirdly enough, like as the whole COVID thing was kicking off, I get an email from this woman in uh in LA saying hi Mick um big fan of your work um I work for Judd Apatow and Judd wanted me to email you to see if you'd make his wife Leslie uh a birthday present whoa that's amazing <laughs> yeah and then I was like oh okay uh perfect timing <laughs> this is and I went straight into it and I was like yeah no I'll, I'll have it made and sent off to you in like two days you know, and if I don't sleep tonight, it'll be a day. So, <laughs> yeah, it was like it was perfect timing. And then, and then after that, everything just started kind of. Uh, I think I got into this certain kind of workflow, work gear, and I never got out of it. Like I kicked the SWP thing off right as that I was finishing that commission. I was like, "Fuck this! I'm, this is great!" Like, because I was sending over this like um, mysterious post that they Judd or Leslie hadn't seen and their the family hadn't seen and they were just going to open it like and they had paid me for this thing and I was like do you want to see photographs of it before I send it and they're like no nah, we trust you I'm like what <laughs> okay so and then after that I was kind of like this is kind of cool I like this whole sending a surprise post it's like a lovely buzz and I, I had gotten posts sent to me in Helsinki and I was like oh that's nice I never knew that was coming and I was thinking oh, I'd love to be able to do this to everyone so I started doing it to mates Start doing to family, and now I'm like, how far can I push this? So then I put the call out on Instagram, and it kicked off. So what what does SWP stand for? Surprise woodcut post. So these are kind of like off cuts of like wood, like from stuff you would have been making, and then there's kind of like small pieces of wood that you kind of turn into other stuff. Yeah. So usually with the work I make, I'd buy a big sheet of like 18 mil thick birch ply, which has got this lovely lovely wedges through it. And the surface of it is lovely to draw on and paint on or whatever. So I would be cutting things out of that. And then usually at the end of it, I'd have this big massive pile of just these odd shaped offcuts. And usually they'd go to the fire or I'd throw them out or whatever, but I was kind of looking at them one day and I was like, oh, look at this, there's a little giraffe and there's a little uh, weird thing. And I was just finding out 
kind of looking at clouds. I was like making pictures out of the offcuts. And I was like, oh, it'd be kind of cool if I like offered it to people. Like, hey, who wants my offcuts? But you don't know what you're going to get. I'll just make you something, whatever I make out of the offcuts. They were like, yeah, okay, I'm in, I'm in. And then once I saw that there was a few people into this, I was like, well, let's keep it going, so, you know. You got a commission from a hospital as well, am I right? Or a, a doctor? Yeah, yeah. He's uh, an orthopedic surgeon. He got in touch with me. Um, friend of a friend kind of vibe and just a really nice guy. And he was really into it. He was obviously following the whole SWP thing. He got, uh, he got sick himself. He uh, came down with a bad case of pneumonia. And then once he was in the hospital on the other side, he was just like, hey, look, I, I really want to give all the staff here something nice. Not like a box of chocolates or something like that. But could you make stuff for them? So then I was like, wow. yeah, like that's, that's, that's the whole buzz. Yeah, I'd absolutely love to make something from. All right, see you later, Mick. Bye, brother. Hi, Chelsea. Hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> good. Okay. Chelsea Akpan is a cartoonist in Texas. I'm currently in school for uh, drawing and animation, and I'm expected to graduate at the end of this year, hopefully, with everything that's going on, other than like, you know, the protests and stuff. There's also a pandemic. So, but um, yeah, I do a lot of freelance work, and I also work for my school's newspaper as an editorial cartoonist. Some people felt either pressure to like make stuff in reaction to the pandemic and what was happening. How did, how did you find it? Well, um, so like when the pandemic kind of started like picking up speed and everything, I was, I'm still in school, obviously. So I had a lot of kind of deadlines around that, around this period. And I just found it to where I felt kind of overwhelmed with like doing all these things, all these, my classes being pushed to online, which it wasn't so much of a big transition because a lot of my classes are digital based. So it wasn't the fact that my classes were online. It's just, I found myself like having to deal with, um, you know, family stuff, dealing with my, the pandemic with my parents and like trying to finish all these projects all around the same period. A lot of them were taking like hours and hours and hours to finish. And as well as like try to find uh, time to finish like my own personal work of which I didn't know what to, I even wanted to do at the time because half the time I was tired. So half the time I was like thinking of, you know, like what will this really cost? Like how long is this going to last for? Or, or how is my work going to be affected uh, by it as well? So uh, it's just a, it's a, it's a complex thing, honestly. And I'm still kind of trying to navigate it a little bit now, but I think I've gotten a little bit better. Or at least um, used to it. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I think that's kind of how everyone is feeling. What's the outlook where you are, I suppose, where Ireland is like taking a really, compared to other countries, a really cautious route out of this? What's it like over there? And what's the outlook, I guess? Yeah, so I live in Texas. So um, as you can imagine, a lot of people are like really eager to go out, um, whether you know, I agree with that or not. <laughs> But um, uh, for us, it's like, I think the governor, he is opening up uh, businesses at like, I think right now we're at 50% capacity. So we're pushing it to like 75% capacity. There's this whole plan where they're hoping to kind of have things up and running by July. So I'm very curious. I've personally been still like quarant or uh, self-isolating. I haven't really gone out too much. Um, I might change that a little bit just to like go out and see like a friend or two but for the most part I still believe that you should 
stay inside as much as you can. And if you do go outside, wear a mask and everything, especially with like, you know, the protests that are going on right now, you know, people are not going to be thinking of the virus. Uh, they're, you know, obviously there are other important things that, you know, we need to be also looking into as well. And I completely, you know, support and understand people who are going out to protest and putting themselves, you know, in that, almost at risk for that, uh, for the virus and for a lot of other things as well. So yeah, it's, it's a very, very complex time. I feel like a lot of things just are being thrown at us at like one after the the other. And um, it's kind of hard to like reconcile those feelings and kind of, figure out where you fit into that or what what you want to do to support or what you want to do to just kind of uh feel like you're doing something or being a part of something that if you don't want to like sit back and just watch everything go on so that's kind of where I've been at and I've been trying to do the best I can um just through my art and um getting uh awareness out there with the movement and stuff and just as much as I can from my home obviously (laughs) yeah Okay, awesome. Thanks, Chelsea. Bye. Bye. You can check out Chelsea's work at thanksCoco.com and thanksCoco on Instagram and Twitter. Mick Minogue is still sending out surprise woodcut post for €20. Just DM him on Instagram. His handle is Mick Minogue. Charlotte Christensen's graphic novel, What We Don't Talk About, is available for pre-order at averyhillpublishing.com. And you'll find poet Emily S. Cooper on Twitter at Emily underscore S underscore Cooper. All those links are in the show notes. Meet Your Maker is produced and hosted by me, Liam Garrity. Our theme music is by Breakmaster Cylinder. Additional music in this episode was by Blue Dot Sessions. You can support the show at patreon.com forward slash meetyourmaker. And this week, I would love if you could show the show a little love and give us a shout out on your social. You'll find me on Twitter at meetyourmakerie. Meet Your Maker is a member of The Warren, the home of great Irish podcasts. You can check out more shows at thewarren.ie.